Wow, you're the first person that's ever like fangirled over e-learning. That's awesome. I feel I feel special. And welcome to Rhythm Encounter episode 68, the RPG Woo! Fan Music Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Mike Salvato, and today we have a special episode for you in which I ask a panel of RPG fans why on earth a five and a half ounce bag of sea salt and vinegar pistachios is $10. Whoa. And more importantly, <laughs> was it worth it? Maybe. Oh, maybe. If the longest night and the snacks are needed. Yes. But before <laughs> we get to that, how about we talk to actor and musician uh, Joe Zija. Hey, everyone. Woo! Uh, where do I get these pistachios? Well, I got them at CVS. I um, got them at the Canadian equivalent, Shoppers Drug Mart. All of our Canadian fans just got a shout out. Yes. <laughs> for <laughs> for 10 well, it was $9.79. I'm rounding up for drama, but still. In Canada, it's $15. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I was I was telling a friend of mine who lives in the UK, I'm like, yeah, I just spent ten dollars on five ounces of pistachios. And she's like, Oh, that's <laughs> all right. seems like that seems like a lot. Ah, yeah. The, the game prices are no longer fun in Canada either. So Oh so, I bet. Back on topic and segueing. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so along with the two of us, um, you've already heard both of them a little bit, but we also have two of my uh co-workers at RPG Fan. So Nikki is here. Say hello. 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 And Stephanie. Hi. Oh, I really thought you were going to say what you put in Do their you notes. Want me, what's up? Like they say from the 90s. All right, thank wow. you. <laughs> Blast from the past. Whoa. Right. I, I feel old. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> me too. And I think we have the ghost of Quentin here, so. Yes, Quentin wanted to be here, but then, of course, about... 20 minutes before recording, uh, he lost, or they lost power. So um, maybe maybe they can show up. I'm not sure they can join mid-recording, but we'll find out. Um, <laughs> He's knocking at the door, and we're just leaving him out there to try. Yes. <laughs> out in the rain. <laughs> yep. Oh, we we so shall sad. be able to talk with Joe Zija today, which is very exciting. Oh, I'm actually yeah. very excited about this. I was pretty nervous coming on. Me too. Uh, to both of those things, actually, but mostly I'm excited. Um, so... <laughs> We invited you on because um, you have a Kickstarter campaign going for a music project. I do. I appreciate that you still made time for us to come on here and uh, talk about this. Of course. He drove six hours to be to this podcast today. I drove six <laughs> hours to get to this podcast. Six hours. It was a terrible drive. I know. No, I'm actually, I'm at, I'm at Stockton Con this weekend, so I had to drive up from LA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anybody in California, if, if you're in the area, <laughs> actually, that's actually a good heads up to you. Is this? Yes. Are we live right now? Because it's well, we're, tomorrow. When you, <laughs> oh yeah, oh. we're not live. Uh, okay. Unless it runs for another like five or six days, it might be too late. Yeah. If you were at Stockton Con, you might have met Joe. You might have met me. We'll Happy FOMO, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least the Kickstarter is still on and will be on when this podcast is out. Yes, that for sure. <laughs> Otherwise, why do it? All right. Well, I don't want to use up too much of your time here. So I figure we'll just get right into it. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you do and who you are. So, you Tell know, you, your, yourself, your resume, birth, your resume likes, is dislikes. Yes. Favorite is, sandwich. 
favorites. Oh, I didn't think about sandwiches. Oh, I can go for a long time on sandwiches just in general. So, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's get now the sandwich know. out of the way. Cause now I'm going to start. You, well, I mean, like, I just, I like a lot of variety of sandwiches. I'm, I'm particular. I grew up in New Jersey. So, you know, <gasps> like the, the, whatever you want to call it, sub sandwich, hoagie, depends on where you're from. But yeah, I mean, like, I like a good sandwich. Yeah. I, I think we have to start sandwich. another podcast all about these sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. I absolutely need a panini press in my life. I don't know about you. I think that's like the next big, big thing I splurge on in this lifetime. That's like one idea. of the few things that I like use frequently. <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> I mean, really? like compared to other, um, like, like I don't use the waffle maker that I, I thought that I would time, use, actually. but I use the, the panini press. <laughs> it's just good. It yeah. The slightly melted cheese is game changing. Yeah. Yeah. Any sandwich you make, you're like, well, this would just be better in here. So I'm just going to keep using it. Yeah, I'm just going to melt cheese on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually very excited that I, d I didn't know this, that you also voiced uh, Bumblebee and Transformers. I did. Yeah. That's so the... cool. You're just all about the yellow. I think that's your power color. You know what? You're not the first person that has said that to me, which is, which is funny because generally, like, I don't like the color yellow. I don't like yellow jelly beans. Ooh. I don't like yellow starbursts. I agree about the uh, jelly beans and Starburst, but I think it's yeah, a power just, color. <laughs> but okay, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> you would be the yellow Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Is that also something you voiced? <laughs> no, I don't, at least I don't think so. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, actually, it's, it's funny, really off topic for what we're talking about today. A little bit anyway, but I just started watching that Transformers series. So like Ooh. last week. So it's kind of interesting that this worked out. Um, so yeah, so you are Bumblebee in uh, Netflix's Transformers series. Um, I I was looking at your website, and this is really specific and probably only entertaining to me, but I heard one of your little clips that you did tutorial videos for Pixelmator, which is a Mac oh. uh, photo editing app. Oh, do you use the program? That was like one of my oldest, oldest clients. Like we're going back to like 2014. Um, I have used it. It's not my photo editor of choice yeah. um, but i did i did recognize it right away which work is pretty work. yeah oh yeah i i mean like i'm I'll be the first one to tell anybody like i do a whole lot of stuff that is tremendously unsexy I'm, no but I, I love that it's so needed you have like just a good crisp clear voice yeah. i actually love the like uh you know tutorial voice uh things because they just sound crisp and clear and articulate so nicely so you got wow that. you're the first person that's ever like fangirled over hearing. that's awesome i feel i feel special <laughs> there's an art to everything even those <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what? There is something to it because you know, a lot of times when you hear those things, it's it's someone who's like probably like the project manager, like someone who's not doesn't have any acting ability, and that that's fine. But there, there's a there's a difference having actually hiring someone professionally to do that. It just adds it adds something to it. I think. Yep. Nice. So, um, <laughs> outside of Pixelmator and Bumblebee, um, maybe we. That's should it. Talk. That's yeah. That's it. That's it. You, you haven't worked on anything like Fire Emblem, nothing like that. I mean, I um, guess. Yeah. So, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it because I'm sure anyone can like read your website or look online. But, you know, you want to give us like a quick little rundown of like how you got into this and like how you went from where you were to where you are now. Yeah, total accident. You're um, all over the place. But... Yeah, the joke, the joke that I love to make, it's like, I don't know, it'll never get old to me, is that I got into voice acting pretty much how everybody got into voice acting. 
Uh, I was a military intelligence officer for the United States Air Force, got out and worked for the CIA and FBI for a few years, and then randomly stumbled into it one Saturday morning while I was on reserve duty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Booked, booked the first thing I auditioned for, which was a cartoon panda speaking Arabic to children, and eight months later quit my job. So yeah, like, really real, I know it's super, yeah, super boring, typical, you know, typical creator story. <laughs> It's it's so random. I, I in your delivery, I want to say it's a joke, but um, no, I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how we all get into it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's how everybody gets into it. All right, I really thought it would be a, a more original story, but oh well. I guess we'll. Yeah, sorry. I guess we'll go I, with I, it. Yeah, we're all. So he acts, he streams, he musics, he militaries, he produces, probably he dances, maybe choreographs, probably. He writes. He writes. And this is actually really cool. Like the saxophone is a pretty cool instrument to pick up. So the fact that you're doing this, uh, this Fire Emblem album is kind of cool. Like I did not expect that as well. Yeah. See, and again, you're radiating with the, the golds and the yellows and you bring out these four. That's true. A lot of brass instruments. Sax is my third instrument of my life. I've played clarinet and piano before that and then picked up sax when I was like, Piano's perfect, but clarinet's know, a nice 12. one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so 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 you got into it. So you said you were about twelve, and you started picking up instruments. Yeah, I. I just my first dabbled? instrument was clarinet when I was eight, and then yeah. when I got into junior high school, I was kind of told that I couldn't be in the jazz band unless if I played clarinet. So I was like, "Well, screw it up by sax." And so I what? Sax. No, you maybe could have segue to an oboe, but the saxophone was a really solid choice. Yeah, it's actually they're really, really, really similar. I, I would say sax is a little easier to play than a clarinet oh, yeah. with the, almost the exact same fingerings for everything. So it was not a hard transition. Did you have a bit of a musical background? Like, are your parents into it or encourage it? Or just I mean, my know, dad was like a kind of like bluegrassy guitar player, not Ooh. a classically trained musician at all. Yeah. Um, no, so no, I wouldn't say like I've come from a musical pedigree. No, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You still picked it up anyways. So it just kind of worked out then. <laughs> Yeah, music ended up being basically like my first love. And probably, despite all the other things I do, it, music brings me the most joy, I think, of anything I do. Yeah. Do you, like, you feel yourself most in it, I guess? It's oh, yeah. that you yeah, can yeah. act. It's I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but it's just kind of cool that you got this other thing, too. Yeah. It's like music time kind of vanishes when I'm doing it. So. Ooh, it's, that's a good way to put cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let, let's talk a little bit about the project really quick. We have some other sure. questions for you and your Can you background. Can give us an but... overview? Yes. Yeah. So, like, just talk broadly, kind of give us a rundown of the Kickstarter. It's already funded, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's more than funded. I think it's 170% funded right now, which is super Whoa. exciting. Ooh. It's amazing. Um, it's not yeah. even totally done. Yeah, it's got a bunch of days to go. Yeah, you know, like, I had a... Um, I kind of... I've been a video game remixer forever. I used to be... Mm -hmm. are, are any of you familiar with Overclocked Remix? Yes! Oh, yes. I'm so happy. So I have a whole much. bunch of your stuff in my music folder already. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Realize. So I love these moments where they're like, oh my god, you're expert novice? And and it's like, yeah, that's that was me. I was on staff on the website for a long time as a workshop moderator. So those are some of my best friends in the whole world. Um, and so I was a video game remixer for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like as I moved to LA and got busy with a bunch of other stuff, didn't do it as much. And um, I, I don't remember really how I got the idea. I had done some like really goofy stuff on my YouTube channel, like uh, like a kazoo remix of Edge of Dawn, um, which people cool. loved. And then like I was like, well, what what can I what the can I do? That's an underrated unique? instrument. Truly. It really is. Um, and then I worked with um, Jules Family Jules, who's a metal remixer, and I oh, sang yeah. opera for God Shattering Star, yeah. a version of metal version of God, which was so fun. 
Um, so I was like, well, why don't I take those things and move? Like, there's it's a natural collision of the video game you're mixing and um, uh, Fire Emblem. And I was like, well, what can I do that's like unique to me that like nobody else is going to do? Like I, everyone, not everyone, but like there's there's a lot of like you know rock remixes or techno remixes of stuff. Like, can I do something um, different? And I had done some like self-recorded sax quartet stuff before with Dylan, who's my arranger. Um, uh-huh. We had, we did like a version of the Chocobo theme, like a Chocobo theme medley, Ooh, which I actually, I think I'm going to re-release here in like a couple of days. I'm going to re-record it. Um, and I was like, well, let me try that. I knew that like sax quartet is like as niche as you can get, <laughs> you know, yeah, like there's yeah. not many people like sitting in their armchairs at home going like, boy, uh, let me peruse my sax quartet albums and see, you know, like that's not. So I thought it would just be something interesting. It was either going to go really well or people are going to be like, what? I see uh, so many piano arrangement albums that I'm just kind of, you know, kind of over yeah, it a little bit. Oh, and I see something different. I see acoustic or yeah, sax. That's interesting. So, yeah, I wanted to try something different. And uh, so we're going for it. And, so... I mean, obviously people are responding to it too, which is great. Yeah, people responded really, really well. I, I didn't, I'm like, I, I I thought we might get funded. I didn't think we we're going to do it in 24 hours. It basically took us 24 hours to get funded. And now we're crushing stretch goals. I'm, I'm really excited because like based on, you know, wh- how we've been doing so far, we're going to get well into these stretch goals. And I'm really excited to collaborate with some of the people that are on that list. Can you add a stretch goal for the kazoo remix of the album? I know, right? That should be uh, that should be the, bonus, at the top. Bonus I think medley. We, yeah. we did add a stretch goal at the very, very top. Like if we blow through all of them, you had a few um, good ones there, like a whole bunch yeah. of composers too. Yeah. So there's Insane in the Rain, uh, who's another oh, video game music guy. There's yeah. so Mega Ran, yeah. who's a hip hop nerdcore kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Him and I go way back. There's uh, T Lopes, who's another video game guy that's going to kind of. Uh, I guess you'd call it almost like a demix of of my remix and turn it into like chip tuny. <laughs> oh my um, god! Chris Hackney's going to jump on a track if we get high enough, and then if we blow through all of that, then I'm going to do a music video dressed as Edelgard. So uh, Edelgard, yes, yeah. let's go! Fantastic. Uh, I'm glad you went for Edelgard. Was that the uh... well? To be fair, so like each each sax, uh, if you look at the because we already have we did the first track, we basically uh-huh. piloted the first track. Uh-huh. It's already on YouTube. There's a music video that goes with it. And each sax has a color with it. Like my soprano was very clearly golden deer. Alto is like black eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So like in the final video, if we really get that high, I will cosplay as all four house leaders, including <gasps> Ash and Wolves, and do it that way. Forgive me if this is known or not, but are there going to be wigs involved? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I'm fun. not gonna go. I'm not gonna go half ass on it. I'll, I'll go all the way. I'll go full ass. <laughs> go full ass. Go full ass. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. We got to get to that final stretch goal. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so so you're gonna be doing the sax album. That's gonna be really good. Um, you revealed the track list as well, right? Like, is that all exclusively from uh, Three Houses? I don't have a track list yet, but it is all from Three Houses. Um, We're still kind of combing through. Like, I know that there are some that I really want to do. Give give me just a couple. Just a couple. So I would love to do a version of God Shattering Star. I would love to do Apex of the World. I would love to do Edge of Dawn. Yeah. Um, I want to do Claude's theme, which now now I can't remember the name of the track. It's slipping. It's um. Um. Oh, oh, it's my tongue. Something about a moon, maybe. I don't remember. In any case, like I definitely want to do Claude's theme. I think that would be really, really neat. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's that's half the album already. We we already blew through the, the bonus tracks um, stretch goal, so we'll be at 10 tracks, not including uh, like T-Lopes remix, stuff like that, so. Okay, that's really cool. Uh, so what were some of your favorite video game music composers growing up? So like, are you who are you influenced by? I was, I was, so I was meaning to ask. <laughs> the first CD I ever bought for myself yeah. uh, was the Final Fantasy VI soundtrack. That's a good one. Wow, um, me too. Really? And the second not, not one is really? about me, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, Kefka's Domain. Did you have Kefka's, like the actual It was notice? that specific one. Kefka's, yeah, Kefka's yeah, domain. yeah. Yep. I was super pissed because it got stolen out of my car in like 2006. Oh no! Um, but I they had that in there. Like, I had the Final the, Fantasy IV. Take the stuff in the car, not, not yeah, the CD. Yeah, like, what's wrong Gosh. with you? Um, and the other, the next one I bought was the Secret of Mana soundtrack. So you know, like <sighs> the staples so of the 90s video game kit: Uematsu, Mitsuda. Um, yeah, they were really like cream of the crop. Okay, so like, so I, I'm an artist and I grew up in a musical family, but I did uh-huh. really like, you know, uh, hearing everybody play. So when I was growing up, it was really fun to listen to my brother, you know, play video games, and then he tried to play it on his Casio. So yeah, that's like, what I did. That's basically how I started learning piano. I would sit he down. He played with those like the CDs Final and... Fantasy IV theme song. That, that was yep, his first. Yeah, I actually thing. Final Fantasy that CD actually came with the music. Um, so like, you could learn the piano collections music from Final Fantasy IV. Oh, cool. It actually had and like so, the, the sheet notes or the, the yeah, it had everything. <gasps> I actually like, I don't know if, if, if you know anything about music, there's this thing called piano guild for young performers. And yep. um, <laughs> yeah, so like you understand, like someone was preparing for, you have to memorize three pieces when you're young and like they grade you on such and such. One of the pieces I brought was the Chocobo theme from Final oh, cool. Fantasy IV. So, so like I memorized that. for that. so long now. <laughs> yeah. And I played it for a judge and they were like, well, I've never heard this before. And I was like, well, that's not surprising. <laughs> kind of felt good being into this one niche this like untapped niche i guess yeah <laughs> oh that's really cool so so like when you were young like what what other stuff like kind of did you gravitate towards while you were growing up and learn how to play because i remember seeing my brother frustrate himself over making like layers of music and just kind of practicing and doing four saxophones at once like i, I can only imagine what that's like to to sync up it's actually not so bad um because i've been i've done lots of stuff when I was in college, I went to the Air Force Academy, which you you might guess does not have like a strong arts program. No, uh, not like a not super robust in the arts at the United States Air Force Academy. So I ended up standing up the Air Force Academy's first ever jazz band. Uh, I directed it and auditioned everybody and put it everything together myself, and also stood up the academy's first acapella group. Oh, so I had some like you know. Uh, experience trying to layer stuff together and, and uh-huh. you know, messing around on music stuff on, you know, computer programs and stuff like that. I was always messing around. So when it comes to like something like this, it's actually fairly straightforward. You have four or five pieces of sheet music, mm-hmm. you record it to a click track. Um, and then I send it off to Julia, who's a much better mixer than I am. Uh, and, it, you know, she polishes my turds is what I call it. <laughs> Honestly, the the editor in in these entire processes are totally unsung heroes of, of the whole process. Oh, they're incredible! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're incredible. <laughs> I, I I'm wish just I the front man. More. I just make noise on a on a piece of brass. I mean, Dylan's an incredible arranger with yeah. a really deep knowledge of jazz harmony. Uh, he can be very confusing to talk to. It's very entertaining. <laughs> they get uh, really into like the, the kind yeah. Of I'm just like, well, the, the negative harmony. The I was like, dude, slow down. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, it was my brother actually. He's very yeah. obnoxious about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, did you did you have like a lot of jazz influence going growing up, or is this like a genre you particularly like? It was just or... sort of a genre I grad I gravitated towards um, after I kind of got into jazz band when I was in junior high school. I just kind of fell yeah. in love with it. Um, awesome. There was one point where I was like really really into it. Like I was going, I was at like New Jersey. Um, Center for Performing Arts and like taking oh, nice. master classes in the summer and stuff like that with really good jazz musicians and building up my library. Like I used to be able to like, oh yeah, I can I can hear a saxophonist tempo. and be like, oh that's Sonny Stitt or like you know oh. that's Gerald Albright or whatever. Yeah. I used to be there and then it just kind of all died out after I left high school. Um, yeah. But I still love jazz. I was listening to it all pretty much all the way up here. Yeah. On the drive, so. I do like that a lot of video game arrangements do you have like a jazz album you know it's something that they still do a lot yeah, I, I love in general cool. that Japan has a big like you know like not only are they putting out video game soundtracks but all these arranged albums like even jazz albums and yeah I love it yeah <laughs> like Final Fantasy 4 had Celtic Moon which was just so much Celtic fun. Moon was great oh, I love Celtic Moon <laughs> Celtic Moon was great they all what was there was an arranged Xenogears album that he did too called um Creed Creed yeah. that was phenomenal incredible i was i was happy to see that you did the the chronolo uh, chronopolis one that you were part oh, of oh the the, yeah, the, the big Chrono band Trigger that was like our one? big band yeah 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 that yeah. was actually dylan my arranger he arranged most of those tunes as well and he's kind of oh, like yeah. the lead he's the conductor of that band um yeah we've got we're hoping to uh, that's the oc jazz collective we're hoping to announce a new project very very soon oh that's exciting oh, that's great <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I think it's been great seeing how much jazz has been out there. Like, not that it's all about uh, Square Enix, but like they've been they've been doing a lot of the jazz ones lately. Capcom the, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Capcom too. Yeah. Surprisingly, Monster Hunter music works very very well as jazz. Well, Ooh, cool. I got to hear that. Yeah, I would hear gorgeous. that. I would listen to that for sure. <laughs> Uh, sort of off topic. I just listened to like a, a Tales one where it's like the Tales Up series and all the openings. It's all the openings, but done to orchestra, and it's just gorgeous. They change all these pop songs into orchestra stuff, and it's beautiful. That's cool as hell. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So like, I'm always excited. Like, especially OC remix. I mean, they have such a big history, and it's great to see that they're getting into sort of bigger projects than just kind of the you know the small stuff they have on their corner of the internet. Like, they're actually branching out and they're trying to do a lot, lot more. You, you have like a lot of OC remix people helping with this as well, right? Is it well, partially have, with them, or are they just helping out? Or no, they're not. It's not. They're friends. not affiliated. OC Remix is a five hundred one c charity organization, so like yeah. I think that's like that's their thing. Okay. Um, they do have an independent record label that's OC Records, um, yep. but it's not as active as it was uh, okay. in the last couple of years. Larry OG, who is uh, OC Remix's kind of community manager, mm -hmm. uh, he and I have been friends for a long time. I, I kind of hired him on as my business manager because he really has that savvy. And that yeah. passion. Like, I, I'm not I love a when great you find marketer. those people, they just do it naturally. I... Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Putting together a team is, it's a magical thing. Like when you yeah. just, you put together smart people, you tell them what to do, and then you get mm -hmm. the hell out of their way. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> you tell them what they what you need and they're like, okay, I got this, you know? Yeah, you give them the high level thing and you don't tell them how to achieve it. You just like, <laughs> hey, this is what I need. And they're like, okay, I know how to achieve that. And you don't micromanage. That was probably like managing teams from my, because I was an officer in the Air Force. That was basically my job was to, yeah. you know, manage teams and take people's <laughs> specialties and point them at a target. That's such a like wild journey that you kind of went on, you know? So like, do you think all these kind of, I don't want to say small jobs, but like they all kind of help you out in different ways too. Like it's, it's kind of nice. You're helping the military even one note at a time and you know, setting up a, a band and everything. Yeah. You know, it's oh, just, cool. it's been a strange, weird journey and I've, I've loved 95% of it. 
that that five percent, I'm telling you. At five percent, though, that's a good there ratio, is. though, overall. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, what about non non video game? Non video game composers? Yeah, yeah just um, anybody. I don't know, like who are who are musicians who influence you? I always kind of like asking the general question on that. I don't. I am like I was born in a music family, and I can only do art, so I'm fascinated with music, and I like to probe people about music because it's all I wanted yeah. to do, and I can't. I mean, I like. I like a lot of different stuff. There are, there are like, if it's good, I will listen to it. I think, yeah. I think I generally don't like country and sure. that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Um, geez. I mean, like I'll listen to anything from fish to Chopin <laughs> to, you know, prog metal to dream theater and symphony X. And like, those are some of my favorite prog metal bands. I love muse. I love, Dream Theater um, is like the quantifier for that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. they're awesome. I actually, I'm gonna go see them next month. I think uh, they had an album out recently too. I think they did, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. They they're, they're so prolific. Great, though. Yeah, that's gonna be they, amazing. They, they release so much music; it's hard to keep up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I like a little bit of of, of everything, and I love discovering new and and weird artists too. Like I, uh, I um. I just not discovered it makes me think like they were nobody before I found them. But there's yeah. a, an Israeli Israeli bass player named Avishai Cohen who <gasps> is just really phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know him? <laughs> yeah, I listened to him back oh. in high school. <laughs> Say what? I listened to him back in high school. Oh yeah. So like I've I've been following him for like the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Oh, and wow. I ended up I used to, I worked in Israel Small for world. a while and went to go see him live and it was phenomenal. Oh, it was like one of the best so concerts. Good. I was, yeah, so yeah. good. He was there with an oud player. Uh, really? And it was just, it was great. <laughs> it just sounds so good when it's in a stadium like that. Yeah, like it really yeah. just finds a way to stretch out across the stadium, so the hall, concert hall. It's so good. <laughs> uh, that's really cool, though. Um, yeah, that's neat that you listen. Now, you're, you're not talking about the trumpet player, right? Because it's very odd that there are no, two I, jazz uh, players. No. One of them is a trumpet player, one of them is a bass player. Both of them are named Avishai Cohen. Really, eh? Yeah. I don't I don't even know anymore. I don't I, Colors? One of the songs I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that was a good little tangent. Yeah, um, I like it, that. Yeah, it's definitely not easy to make it as a musician, though, so it's just great to hear that, like, all these kind of things are happening. And, like, it's great that you're finding a way to balance the voice acting and the, uh, the, the musician jobs. I mean, this is really cool. Yeah, you know, I think balance is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm tired most of the time, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a that's what it is to be over thirty, I guess. Yeah. Um, like how how does your family react or your daughter to like you know having all these roles or that you're doing you know cartoons and you're doing instruments? You know, does she does she ever bug you to do voices? They're not old enough to care yet. I don't think. Like, I actually I was sitting I was sitting I mean maybe like four days ago was yeah. having dinner with my two daughters and. Uh, my older one was like, hey, dad, I kind of forgot what you do. <laughs> I was like, you mean like no. for a living? And she's like, yeah, I, I forgot. Oh, dear. Like, I'm, a, I'm a voice actor. The kids, they humble you, eh? Yeah, they really do. They don't. Yeah. She doesn't care. No. <laughs> my, my dad was a cop and like it was really charming to go from like grade school. where It's like, oh, cool. Your dad's a cop to like high school. And they're like, oh, <laughs> your dad's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> My and, dad was like, a firefighter, which is like the quintessential cool job for a dad to have. So. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Did he have a big mustache, too? 
Uh, only a, a couple times he had a mustache. Okay. He, he would kind of go in and out. <laughs> the 70s, I guess. The 70s, yeah, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So even though Quentin could not be here, Quentin did contribute a few questions. Um, we, we decided that... He's outside uh, in the rain. We left him there. <laughs> uh, we left Quentin in the rain. Uh, we did decide, though, that uh, Nikki volunteered to be Quentin's avatar in That's asking right. some, of, some of the questions here. I will channel Quentin. Well, to stay um, on topic a bit with the, with the music, Quentin had a question. Um, He's a big he, Fire Emblem fan. He's sad he can't be here. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and if you want to read that verbatim, you can. Um, but you can also, you know, change it up how, we, how it was worded. No, I need you to do it verbatim and in Quentin's voice. There you go. <laughs> you okay, have to do it. So you have to impress love, the voice I don't actor. know. I, I, can't, I can't do the Quentin voice, but I will do my best. Uh, okay, so I love your work, and I can come up with a question for almost everything. But I have about a thousand questions for The Power, your remix of uh, ah. Graph and <laughs> Omen from Xenogears. I played that game as a small kid, and I think you've effectively recreated how terrified I was at the time. Wow. Could you talk for a moment about what went into the creation of that song? It blew me away. Quentin I hope you liked deep. my Quentin uh, impersonation. That was really great. I mean, <laughs> I know you. Quentin, but I'm assuming it's accurate. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Like, um, so why did I why did I remix that? I think most of the Overclock remix stuff was either a part of a, like someone was organizing an album where I just had an idea. And I think in that case, I just had an idea. Uh, and I wanted to take graphs theme and turn it into something like epic orchestral um because he is terrifying he's yeah. he's a, a very interesting very deep villain who, who i love a lot but it's it's no i wouldn't say that there's any remix that has an interesting story behind it except maybe this one which is funny that he asked oh quinn saw yeah. it he saw that saw yeah. <laughs> only because like so this was i probably remixed it at the very beginning of voiceover time for me so I was still living in Virginia and so if you listen to the remix I'm taking a lot of Graf's lines and I'm weaving them in there like some of his most iconic things that he says throughout the game so in order to do that like I'm screaming in my basement stuff like blossom O fallen seed and draw upon thy hidden power right I mean like yelling it as I'm recording it I thought you have to I get was into a zone for that I actually commend that yeah the, the, the story is that, like, I thought I was alone in the house, but I wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, like, my mother-in-law is upstairs. And, like, I come up and she's like, uh... And I was like, ah, oh, it's work. It's a work thing. It's a Honey, work. do we need to talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I think the one I had of that was, like, I was playing Kingdom Hearts and, like, they were doing, like, a really big friendship speech. And my dad was like, Steph, the hell are you playing? I was like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> But that's really cool. Someone was in the house, but but uh, you did that in the basement. You did feel it, like you are actually trying to, you know, actually add something real to it. Yeah, you know, kind of really mix it in there. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that was the one song that Quentin wanted to ask yep. about. Don't ask me about any other remixes. No, there's there's probably other ones that have stories, but I, I could, I can't. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, which one are you doing next? Hmm. Now we have to move away a little bit from from the musicing. How about fire embleming? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's try uh, again to uh, channel Quentin. <clears throat> <laughs> 
In a terrible world, three houses is two houses, and the Golden Deer don't exist. Who does Claude roll with? <laughs> Edelgard? Dimitri? A traveling theater troupe? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to need you to repeat that. In a world where what? Three houses. <laughs> right? Two houses. Okay. And the Golden Deer don't exist. Who does Claude roll with? Probably Gatekeeper. Uh, Let's go, yes. But, I mean, if he's... Uh... Um, God, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> I actually think that Claude would probably roll with the Black Eagles. Huh. Um, yeah, but only to his own ends. Like I, I don't, I don't see him like falling in, you know, towing the line with Edelgard. I see him using her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep. That's very fair. Very fair. In the world where three houses actually four, would you go with the original one you were with, or would you take a chance on a mythical new one? I just want to prepare myself. Like, how many how many houses are we going to get up to or down to? <laughs> we have many hypotheticals and many fan questions. <laughs> okay. Um, in a three, uh, I don't know that I understand what. So, what happens in the four houses? Ah, uh, it's okay. <laughs> You're right. It's getting redundant. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, now I'm now I'm interested. I just want to make sure I know that the scenario. Would we, Claude we gotta write go to scenario. the sewers <laughs> and rule the sewers? Like <laughs> to be, to be like fair, that. we don't know here because turtle style. This question was not in our document. Stephanie is just you know ad libbing here. So oh you know, okay, we can you, if you have an I'm answer, you can, script. but. I got, I got nothing. I can't help here. Would Claude build more houses? <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna add more houses. <laughs> Ooh, is there is like in a in a future hypothetical? Uh, actually, no. Is there a previous Fire Emblem character you would have wanted to play? You know, I've only ever played one other Fire Emblem game. Which one? Um, it was Awakening. That's a good one. And I played it a long time ago, and like. The only character name I think I remember is Crom. Yes, it's Crom time. All right. So the answer, so the answer is Crom. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, Crom, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, okay, but like, like, what about more? What about musically then? Like, uh, is there is there any other sort of game that you would actually want to do like a remix album for in the future? Maybe one that you kind of have your sights on, or if there's one in the future you'd you know feel like taking on, or even something obscure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about anything obscure, but there was one that, like, I really, um, when I played it, really wanted to mess with the music and never did, and I kind of regret it, uh, was Persona 3. Ooh. Oh, yes. I would have loved to tackle it, because it's, it's very jazzy, but, I, like, I was always worried that the source, the source tunes were so, how do I want to say this? It's like a bit of funk and pop, and... It's funk and pop, but, like, the source seems very, uh, like, set in stone. Like, I feel like it would be difficult oh. to extract parts from it and make something new out of it, because yeah. it's more complex. You know, if you go to all the old Final Fantasy games, there's very... It's it's not that it's simple, It's a bit more melodic. That you it's can more kind of melodic. It. It's, it has a yeah. form to it, you know? So, I don't know. I, I would love to do something Persona-related. That'd be interesting. Figure this out and come back to us. We're, we're very curious about <laughs> yeah. the developments of this. <laughs> I think that's why, like, on you know, not that I'm musically trained at all, but I think that's why you don't see a lot of you know remixes and arrangements for you know games after a certain age. You know, like I agree o with OC you 100 anywhere. Yeah, and I actually remember having a conversation with OC remixers about this, about how like 
it's difficult. Uh, and I think, I actually think the game we were specifically talking about was mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 13. Oh, if you listen okay. to the Final Fantasy 13 recording, it's mm-hmm. very like, like right now, whistle, whistle or hum a tune from that game. You're you probably, going crazy. <laughs> you probably can't. Right. You probably don't remember it. Um, no. Not because it wasn't memorable, but it was because it was kind of like, uh, like a film score. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Like unless it's like a John Williams where you're establishing themes and, and repeating them, um, like nobody knows the film score to any one film. Uh, so yeah, it, it became harder to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing. Like we, we talk about it on the show, like here and there. Um, you know, we've all been listening to the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster music lately, and uh, you know they hold up. And it's I think it's pretty clear. Like part of that is because they were people were so limited on what they could do with music back then like you you had to come up with this like really really unique and like memorable you know thing because like you couldn't do what you can do now yeah Um, so i think that's why that stuff still holds up and why like you know i could not hum something from 13 even though all three 13 games have some of my favorite music in the whole series um but i can hear the original final fantasy theme in my head right now so right yeah (laughs) Do you have like a preference when it comes not to remixing, but listening or in the game itself? A preference for what specifically? For uh, like that kind of difference in a compositional approach, the old you know, school or. They both can be effective. It, it really kind of depends. I mean, if, uh, just to get maybe analytical here, like it depends on the medium. I, I think what was really cool about the old school compositions is that you know particularly let's let's just talk final fantasy that's probably what i'm most familiar with Mm -hmm. um every character had their theme right and so when something was happening with that character and you heard that music it evoked a particular emotional response but it was suited to that format it was suited to like you have like the way that an old jrpg played if you tried to score it like the last of us right yeah it wouldn't work in the same respect that, like, if you tried to apply that whole theme and variation thing from Final Fantasy 4, 5, yeah. 6 to The Last of Us, it also wouldn't work. So it really, it just... A lot of old games have to do that heavy lifting because there's no voice. Yeah, right? I mean, there's there's definitely that is, is part of it. Um, and there there was always music playing. I'm, again, I'm just thinking of The Last of Us because it popped into my head. There was a sparseness to the way that The Last of Us did some of its scoring that was very effective based on that particular medium but again Mm -hmm. like you love the music and it added something to it but i can't hum anything from the last of us it's just like a but the music was phenomenal it just that music needs the context in order for it to be effective in my opinion it's very atmospheric you know and yeah the bits of it that are there really add to the one moment that they're in yeah it's not just a generic theme song you know for a village for a character yeah it's a bit more complicated That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, not that we are just going to sit here and like list off examples, but it's another that also works when you're talking about the music in uh, Breath of the Wild versus the old older Zelda games and traditional. Exactly, games. that's a perfect. That's example. a great example. It makes me sad that people don't like Breath of the Wild as much, though. It's, I love it's, Breath of the Wild. It's so good. Like the, so great. I, I love the music and the lack of music, but it's yeah. it's definitely different in context versus yeah, the older for games. sure. People yeah. want that force seem to like snap and pick up like as soon as they enter somewhere, but it's not doing that. It's great when yeah. Oh, I love that one too. That one's underrated. The Lost Woods from the SNES one. I actually I did a remix on it many many years ago. 
I gotta listen. <laughs> it's it was it's fun. Three. I actually it's the only remix I think I rap on, and I'm not sure if that was a mistake. <laughs> listen, everybody, There's you heard no it here. It we must go out onto the internet and find this right away. Yes, I guess uh, we better include the title, a link. I think it's I think the the title of it is called the Fagawi Forest. I am looking this up like right the hell now. <laughs> <laughs> OC remix, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was on OC remix. The past. We'll, we'll find it for sure and put a link <laughs> all right we had a couple more the most like off the beaten path question was also from quentin about your books okay although i am not quentin's avatar so i can't ask it okay hold on one sec okay <laughs> not to veer too far off course from music but i'd love it if you could speak a bit about your epic failure book trilogy. I haven't read it yet, but I'm pretty struck with it, and I bet some of our listeners would be as well. Okay, is it called Epic Failure, or is Quentin being rude? No. <laughs> the trilogy the trilogy is called the Epic Failure Trilogy. Okay. Uh, it's, it's Because the, the first book is called Mechanical Failure, and then you have Communication Failure, and then you have System Failure. So together oh, it's... Oh, I heard a bit about this. I didn't yeah. know the details. Okay, yeah, sorry, it's go it. on. No, now I've forgotten the question. I got sidetracked by it being... Oh, uh, just talk about just it. Just to speak about it. Yeah. Oh, Tell Air us Force. About I wrote them. Um, yeah. They're very loosely based on my uh, experiences in the Air Force. Like, I took just all of the most absurd, ridiculous, you know, violent bureaucratic organization jokes uh, that I could and pulled it out of there. It's They're really about a guy whose name is um, Sergeant Rogers. And um, he leaves the military... Uh, I'll rewind a little bit. So it was very much an allegory for what the actual United States military was like pre 9-11 and post 9-11. Mm -hmm. Pre 9-11, it was very much a fraternity. It was just like, there wasn't a whole lot going on, you know, after Vietnam. Like, you know, we would do like Desert Storm and Kosovo, but for the most part, it was, they were all small contained operations where it wasn't intense. And so, like, you kind of develop this uh, kind of loosey-goosey, have fun kind of thing. Like, in the Air Force, um, the tradition was on Fridays, there was an actual beer light, like a light in the squadron. And you'd flick on that light at, like, noon on Friday, and it was beer time. Uh, you know, like that kind of thing. The, the original title of Mechanical Failure was The Dim Beer Light, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's a good working title at the very least. Yeah, <laughs> but then I realized yeah. nobody understands what the hell that is. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, you you have 9-11 happen, and the military all across all branches becomes hyper-professionalized. Yeah. No fun. No, yeah. like, super, super serious. You know, for good reason. But it, it turned into, like, a fish-out-of-water concept where Rogers leaves the pre-9-11 military, let's say, except this is in space and this, you know, something. And then he re he's forced to re-enter because he's a terrible con man and gets arrested. Um, he's forced to re-enter the military again. And now it's super professional. And he's now like before uh, his first term in the military, he was able to con everyone out of everything. And now he can't con his way out of a paper bag. Cause everyone's not You can't bribe anybody anymore. Mm. So it's basically like the yeah. story is about him trying to avoid doing any work and it doesn't work out. It's comedy, so it's it's um it's sci-fi military comedy. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, thanks for telling us about it. Yeah, more. there's audiobooks too, which I which I do read. I mean, I oh, would hope so. Yeah, there we go. Great. 
That's I'm not going to pay somebody else to do that. I can do it just as fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you do other audiobooks? I don't do any other audiobooks. Um, they take up a tremendous amount of time yeah. and that I don't have. Uh, I respect people that, that do them. Between everything you do, like voice acting, music, streaming, like yeah. I can't even imagine what your day is like. And I don't write anymore because it takes up a tremendous amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> and but I, basically, yeah, it became apparent to me after I finished the trilogy that uh, I needed to clear some things from my plate. And writing was easy to cut from the chopping block just because like it is such a monumental effort and the effort does not end when you write the end you've got to you've got to market the book you've got to find an agent or a, not an agent i have an agent an editor who wants to buy the book yeah. and then you basically have to do all of your own marketing and the, the publishing really the publishing uh oh. industry is extremely archaic and extremely <laughs> difficult to navigate. I actually heard that before that's yeah so, it is so strange though yeah very 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 stressful um and so it was just easy for me to kind of be like, that's a lot of stress for not a lot of reward. I've got to take a step back. I would love to write again someday. I, I actually see myself probably starting a new book within the next couple of years, but we'll see. It's hard, right? You you do have to, like you said earlier, you cut a whole ass sometimes and not yeah. know, just put yourself yeah, yeah. in too many things. And, and like already between like an album and, and you know, voice acting work, I, I, you know, I can only imagine you yeah, driving a lot a these lot. days. Yeah. I mean, that's really important though. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's impressive to me, like anyone I know, like I have friends and, you know, you, of course, since you're on the show here, but like Woo. that you can do so many things. You're talented on all these different fronts and that's impressive. But like a lot of people, you know, will just keep doing all of those things and then they burn out and it's just not a good idea. I think it's really important to like know it's like hey i can do this and i can do this and if i keep going it's it's you know it's not good it's not healthy so. is, it, is it too much to ask like what's the long-term dream project that you you know not not fantasize but like what's just something that would you know blow you away to do musically or voice acting you tell me uh <laughs> go with what your heart about, tells you <laughs> yeah i don't know about musically voice acting i would love to be main cast in a persona game that That'd would be cool. That rock my socks off. Well, I was going to say, hopefully not the main person because they don't talk That's, much. But... No, no, I'm 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 specifically not talking about the protagonist. <laughs> okay. I've I've done I've done many silent protagonist roles, and while like I understand that they're necessary, they're they're not necessarily the most fulfilling roles to be Just like the grunts, but... and like Ugh. that's all you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean like yeah, one that... of the talking main cast yeah. of Persona. That would be super cool. I, I would I would love that. We're going to start feeling that out onto the internet, you know, and just let, letting it, you know, and hopefully Persona 6 comes around, you know, yeah, something good will happen. Cool. Mm -hmm. You've been in some really impressive stuff, too. Like, I, I actually did like hearing you in uh, Trails of Cold Steel as well. Uh, oh, I thanks. I think you were in Ghost in the Shell as well, and I, I think you sent Yeah, I was there. in the, an the the new anime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and friggin' uh, Fox, right? Yeah. Friggin' That's Fox. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It seems like forever ago now. That was like 2016. Uh, yeah, playing Fox McCloud was awesome. I had only been in LA for like three months. Um, <laughs> What's it like when these kind of roles just land on your plate like that? You're just like, whoa. It was really weird. It was like, yeah, it was just. There's like a nice kind of heroic, you know, like everyman-ness to your voice that works well for hero for heroes. <laughs> I mean that in a good way, I swear. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, and, and no, no it's, it's good. Like People are like, well, what do you play? And I was like, yeah, I kind of have the. I have your protagonist voice. Like I have your, yeah, your hero it's a good, voice clean for the voice, most part. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes is like, it's, it's nice. It, there's a lot of competition in that bullseye. 
Everybody's uh, got a nice voice in the voice acting industry, effectively. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot to. of hero voices that I'm I'm competing with. Um, yeah, and then I don't get considered for villains too often. But then I mean, I you know, Tales came out today, and I played a villain in it, so. <laughs> so hopefully this opens up a, a little bit more of you. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Can, can I ask, Larry, if this is, you know, just feel free to answer whatever part of this, but like, so between like all these kind of different jobs that we had, you know, you're in the music, you're doing acting, you're, you're, you're in the military. Like, do you find these roles kind of help you out in different ways in other roles? <laughs> you know like I mean? my experience doing any, like just having a random yeah, life. Just, you it... know, being able to work and get that confidence from the military, working in a voice acting, you know, and yeah, just the stuff definitely. that you learn. I will jobs. say that like, it's, it's really easy to approach pretty much everything in my life with a lot less, um, uh, Intimidation. yeah, like trepidation and fear, like, cause the stakes are way lower, you know, like the stakes are just so much lower in acting than they are in the military, everything. Like there's not many, like, unless I was going to be like a, you know, an ICU neurosurgeon or something like that. Like the, the stakes are, are pretty low. So it's yeah. easy to kind of like just be calm. Like I don't, I don't get nervous going in the booth. It doesn't matter who's in there with me. There's people, you know, like I could work with famous people or famous directors and it's like not that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> I get nervous podcasting with friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. Uh, it's just, yeah. And then like the, the discipline from the military helps me kind of like maintain a business and, and understand like how to keep myself diverse and keep my skills sharp and yeah. not rest on my laurels. And it's, and then, the whole diversity of life informs everything that I do. Um, yeah. I've, had a, I've been lucky to have a lot of strange, diverse experiences all over the place. And yeah. I, I like that you're actually feeding both of them too. You know, you're, you're equal in the music, you're equal in the acting as well. It's not yeah. many people I feel can say that. So it's great that you're very adamant about what you do. I get grumpy if I don't do music. It's just, it's a <laughs> necessary part of my life. I feel that. Yep. <laughs> well, not music, but you know. Well, art. Yeah, it'd be art for you. Yeah, the art. The accordion was never going to take for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to wait for that Three Houses accordion uh, <laughs> suite now, so. Yeah. So, sounds extra romantic. <laughs> yep. All right. I think we're almost out of time here, right? Uh, I got a, 10 more minutes. Oh, okay. What's for dinner? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm actually going to go meet a friend of mine who lives uh, like an hour away. So I drove six hours to get here and I'm going to go drive an hour to go meet him. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I don't know how to follow up on that one. Um, okay. I do want to give you, because we do have to do a little wrap up here, but before we wrap anything up, I did want to give you like one last chance, Joe, to like say, like if there's anything you want to say to your fans, whether about the project or, or not. Um, so, you know, here's your chance. Just to riff on the project, or whatever you want. Like, do you want to? Say, you know, if you if you have any any last words you wanted to say, like before we wrap up, a life lesson, if you will, <laughs> you would like to impart uh, to all the good boys and girls listening. Yeah, take a deep breath and don't sweat the small stuff. That's there's my life lesson. That's honestly, great advice. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Stop, just 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 calm down, just relax. No, I think this this would be great. I'm really excited about the the project. I'm, like I, it, the the album's getting made. Like it's it's happening. Um, I. I, and I think we're going to continue to destroy some of these stretch goals. And I'm, I'm really, really excited. I like I'm, this, this part of me, it's like sitting back and being like, do I need to change careers again? Am I just going to be a saxophone quintet arranger? Is like that, is that, is that it? That's actually so. a great thing to fall back on, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, what's your fallback plan if, if voice acting doesn't work out? Oh, I'm going to be a professional 
video game saxophone arranger. But yeah, so the Kickstarter is going to be running at least for, I think it's like only, I think there's still like 16 days or so to go. So there's still plenty of time to hit the I stretch I think there's goals. more than that. I think, or, I don't know. I've lost track of most of my life. There's so 20 days, but when this, by the time days. this is live, it might be about 16. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay. So, I mean, like, yeah, we're really, we're cruising forward. So is there like a, is there at least like an unlimited amount of, of goodies sort of for some of the tiers? Oh, the tiers are fun. Like the tiers range from like, you can, you can get the CD. Um, if we, if we break 75 grand, I think we'll, we'll produce vinyls and there's a vinyl oh, tier. Nice. Yeah. Um, but vinyls are, are way more complicated to produce. That's why it's so high. Yeah. You know, these, they're signed prints. As you get higher up, uh, you get like a one-on-one -on -one voice coaching lesson with me. Um, <laughs> there's even like a, a chance to star in a radio play that I'll write and direct. So like I'll make it like bonus content for the album where it'll be like a 10 to 15 minute radio play where I'll write the script. I'll, you know, if you donate at a certain level, you get to be in the cast and, uh, you know, I'll direct you live and put it together and publish it. Oh, I love that. Um, and then if you want to buy my old saxophones, you can do that. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's tiers where like, because right. part of the part of the reason I'm kickstarting it is because my horns, like three out of four of my saxes suck. Like they're cheap student horns that it's they're difficult to get to play correctly. Do they have like different sound to them so you keep them around or is it just posterity? <laughs> yeah, more it's it's just like well, I mean like I need a, a berry, a tenor, an alto, and a soprano sax in order right. to do this. Um so and I have all of them, but three out of four of those are not great. So I'm using the Kickstarter to get better horns so I can make better music. Um so part of it is at the higher tiers, if you donate I don't remember what it is, but if you donate such and such amount, there's only a limit of one per tier but like i will send you my soprano saxophone when i'm done with the kickstarter so i really like to think there's like a, a, a claude fan out there who who absolutely will be going for that well we'll see i have a ton of people in the radio play already but i don't think anybody's bought a saxophone yet there's still time there's i think still there's time. still time yeah and there's, time. it's always like a, i think it's like the final stretch of a kickstarter that that things really start to heat up oh we'll see yeah i can't imagine it heating up any more than it already has it's been insane <laughs> <laughs> that's very fortunate like I, I hate to say that there's just you know a few too many you know non-success stories from kickstarter so like to have a success is actually a pretty big deal so hang on yay yes yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. really great i'm i'm very humbled and very grateful that people came out to support this <laughs> and not to not to ripe on an old thing but if you're not humbled then talk to your daughters they'll bring you right back oh yeah they'll they'll go <laughs> Who are you? Sorry, I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, yeah, Bumblebee, whatever. More French fries. <laughs> <laughs> do they ever bug you for stuff like that? Are they like, you know, do the voice? No, they don't care. <laughs> Actually, I was I was reading a story to my daughter. I can't. I, I think it was. I think it was mm -hmm. my younger. No, it was my older daughter. It was like two years ago, and I was like, oh, I'll be the fun voice acting dad. And I started reading it, and I gave characters voices. And she's yeah. like, Dad, I need you to read normal. <gasps> wow. Like straight up, was like, oh, no. Dad, read normal. And I was like, All right. Wow. <laughs> it's funny when you just grow up around it, you're just like, you know, your, your parent could be a hitman and you're just like, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> bring back, bring back milk where I can't have any cereal, but no, that's, that's fantastic. You got so much going off. I hope, you know, like, I, I hate thinking ahead like this, but I hope after Fire Emblem, you have so much more up your sleeve. Cause like the stuff I've heard from old C remakes over the years has been so great. Yeah. Are you, are you on uh, like Spotify and everything too? Yeah, I actually do have a Spotify, um, although I didn't really start managing it until recently. Um, and Overclocked Remix doesn't uh, publish the music because it's all not for profit. So like it doesn't go. But I do have other tracks published through Materia Collective, which is a different um, video game remixing 
yeah. So I have some tracks on Spotify. I've done a few albums for them, actually. They're they're really friendly. Are you? Do you still work with them as well? Um, no, they kind of took a hiatus. They had kind of like a, a business situation that they're still kind of ironing out. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to kind of have a resurgence in the next year or so. Okay. But yeah, they have, I know they have a bunch of albums in the pipeline too that are kind of stuck while they figure some stuff out. But but yeah, I, I really hope the rest of this Kickstarter goes really well, and I can't wait to see what other you know games or even uh, anime or if if you do you know any sort of film roles in the future, that'd be amazing. I would love it. <laughs> or you know, good old audiobook from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> from and time then to time. then for me, if you narrate any more like you know e-learning courses for software, like you yeah, know, you got it, man. No, you got it. Yeah, I think you know if you go get a job at IHOP, I think I teach you how to make pancakes. Ooh. <laughs> you worked at an IHOP. Oh, I didn't go. work at an IHOP. Uh, I worked for IHOP as their narrator. So like a lot of their oh, cool. like a lot of their uh, their courses like the Black Angus Burger is completely like that kind of thing. Please tell me they rewarded you with a small gift card and like free IHOP. No, they paid me real money. Okay, okay. That, I guess that's, that's a little better. better. Yeah, yeah, that's better. I yes. feel like a medieval peasant. I'm like, pay me in a haunch of pork, and I shall do you. I mean, I get that too. I've been paid in beer, paddle boards, pants. <laughs> It's not the worst agreement, but I, I guess the money it's is not preferred. terrible. Wait, wait, wait! I can just pay you in pork, Stephanie. Would you? I, if that's what you want. Wow, that's so much easier. Okay, there you go. Uh huh. I feel like I have a weird impression of myself now that will work for bacon. Something will work for bacon. Will work for yeah. bacon. All right. Not even as a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for this. Is like, uh, okay, so you're putting out the Fire Emblem album. Will we ever see that kind of stuff on like Spotify or? Yes, everything on the Fire Emblem album will be on Spotify. Yes, yeah. and YouTube. Yeah, everywhere, right? Everywhere you can. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Now I think we're out of time. I was not trying to rush you earlier, but again, I'm trying to be mindful of your availability here. So. I'm doing this while at cool. a con. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy you took the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I could. I could. Get, a, uh, get you guys on my schedule. It was awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. glad to meet you and glad to talk to you. If yeah. you ever do any future projects, please let us know about them. Uh, we could get, geek out about video games again. That could, that could be fun. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So I'm going to do my little wrap-up thing here. But uh, thank you so much for coming here. Um, like Stephanie said, we hope the Kickstarter keeps going well for you. Um, again, if you want some want some saxophones, you know, there's some tears for that for you. But yeah, right now it's it's doing well. I'm I'm thinking at this point you're at least gonna hit 200 percent of your goal the way it's going, which is exciting. I'm I'm very confident there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and seeing if you can get all these uh, people contributing because I think it's just gonna make a great project even better. So. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it probably a given if anyone's listening, but yes, we do have a link to the Kickstarter and Joe's website and some other stuff in our show notes. So be sure to check those out. Everyone have a good night. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This is great. Bye, thank buddy. You, thank Bye. you. Take care, guys. Exit music. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that was our interview with Joe Zija. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, we uh, really enjoyed having Joe here, and it was fun to talk to him about his current projects and his wide range of past projects. So this was not a standard episode and the uh, astute Rhythm Encounter listener will know that in the last episode, I did make a, a quip somewhere in there about how barring any surprises, here's our rundown of next episodes. 
And I wish I could say I could see the future. And at the time I was doing that on purpose, but that was not the case. We actually did have a surprise episode. Um, so maybe I should say that more often and we'll get more people on the show. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, you probably should. And then all of this will make sense to you. Uh, in any case, I'm going to do our usual closing here. So coming up next, and there should not be a surprise this time. Like this other episode is already recorded. It's ready to go out the door. So after this episode in two weeks, uh, we have a, our long awaited Final Fantasy 14 episode. It was really fun to record. We actually recorded it several weeks ago now. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think everyone's going to like that one. So following up with that in October, we're going to have uh, a piano episode, which is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, that's going to be a really good one. I will not be on that one, but we have four people who really know their piano music. So I think you'll enjoy that one. Uh, after that, we have title screen music, which is a really interesting topic idea. And I'm excited to see what everyone brings to that episode. Going into November, we have a, a game music concerts episode. So every episode, or every song on that episode will be some live version of something. And then after that, we have a few more planned, but I'm going to leave you in suspense for now. So look forward to those. If you have any feedback on this, if you want to reach out to us, you know, please email us at music at rpgfan.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with anyone else on staff, you know, we have Twitter profiles on the site. And then, of course, if you want to get in contact with Joe, you'll see all of Joe's uh, his website and some other stuff in the show notes. When you're done listening to this, you know, beyond looking forward to future Rhythm Encounter episodes, please remember that RPG Fan also has three other podcasts that we would love for you to listen to. Um, so we have Random Encounter that comes out alternating with Rhythm Encounter every other Monday. And that's our general gaming podcast. And we talk about new features on the site, reviews and other things like that, with just a selection of uh, different team members on on the episodes. Um, every Thursday, we have Retro Encounter, which is a look back on older games and also a whatever we feel like in between. So there's always something interesting going on there. And then lastly, we have Phoenix Edge, which is not technically produced by RPG Fan, but that's produced by our media partners at Phoenix Edge. So they're also a general RPG podcast over on YouTube, and they put out a really good show several times a month. So please check all of them out. If you enjoyed this episode, you know want to help help support us you can donate to our patreon oh wait we don't have that yet okay well in the meantime you can review us on your podcast platform of choice review on apple Podcasts, google wherever you want to go um you know subscribe follow anything you can do to like just say like hey yes i want more of this go ahead and do that and that's it because this wasn't a standard episode we're not closing with a bonus track so i'm just going to slowly fade away and leave you with some random outtake so please enjoy, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, Bumblebee, whatever. More French fries. <laughs>